Yo, I'm Carly. And I'm Sydney. Welcome back to episode three of Behind Closed Doors. Joining us today is Ella, who is going to talk a little bit about her first relationship with a woman, the fallout, and the lessons she learned along the way. Hi, my name is Ella, and I am a junior at the University of Oregon studying marketing. Um, I Fun fact, I'm from the East Coast. Um, I have <laughs> this is a little quirky fact so i'm gonna share it anyways <laughs> um i have two baby teeth still as an adult Whoa, isn't that kind of crazy which one that's like my weirdest fun fact um it's like two teeth in the front oh and sometimes i forget about it but yeah are they just there forever the, no they're there until i'm like 50 and then they're gonna fall out so, oh, so wait, is that what they tell you that's what they tell me every time but hey maybe I, they will stay in my whole life and i've just been sharing this fact that's kind of cute so, though yeah, yeah and cute. and they look the same as all my other teeth so like who would know but if you want to find out <laughs> come meet me in person <laughs> <laughs> wait so and when they fall out smile. are your adult ones still gonna grow in She's gonna have done. No, no, no! I'm gonna have to get veneers because there's no adults underneath. Oh, that's the thing. Shit, that's that's so why they're funny. like they're like stuck in there. Um, and then another, I don't know if I have any other fun. Uh, I've never broken any bones or broken mm. anything. That's I don't want to jinx it. myself, but I'm gonna throw a rapid fire question. Mm -hmm. Who is your celebrity crush? My celebrity crush is Charlie XCX. Love her. <laughs> um. Yeah, and also Alana Glazer. If anyone watches Broad City, you will know that reference. <laughs> so, to yes. all the Broad City, <laughs> to all the Broad City lovers, everyone should watch it on Comedy Central. <laughs> Carly, what's your celebrity crush? Mine is Paul Meskel. He's from Normal People on Hulu. Sydney apparently hasn't watched it, which is so upsetting. Oh, you need it to. It is such. It's a, a heart wrencher. It hurts. I've watched it like it really three does. times just to feel something. Yeah. Okay, that means it's I'm gonna good, ball my eyes out. It's yeah. good in the winter just to like feel something, just to be like, wow, this relationship really gets me. Yeah. yeah. I just love what an emotional, heartfelt character he is, and a he lot is. of the stuff he like acts and performs yeah. in it makes me Shit. feel good he, he is really it. good he's a really good actor yeah he's great um what about you um definitely emily blunt which i feel like nobody talks about her but i definitely celebrity crush on her for sure she's in quiet place married to john krasinski who is in the office yeah okay. he was jim in the office i haven't seen the office <laughs> <laughs> i've seen bits and pieces but when <laughs> When I see Emily Blunt, though, on, like, during interviews, she's got, like, good dry humor, so I get it. Oh, yeah. Her yeah. and The Rock are, like, <laughs> two peas in a pod. It's so funny watching Her and that. The Rock? Yeah, they were in um, Jungle Cruise. No, not Jungle Cruise. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Jumanji? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, Jungle Cruise, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know who Emily Blunt is. I've heard oh of her. My God. We can watch a Emily Blunt. I'm, I live under a rock on some some things and some people. Yes, so though, like, there's, there's too many celebrities and also like I just don't. 
Jungle Cruise, I just looked it up. I was right. Hey. Oh. So we don't have to edit that out. <laughs> Keep that one in. <laughs> okay. Um, next rapid fire question for you, Ella. What is your favorite love song? My favorite love song? Okay. So recently, <laughs> I've been listening to The Cranberries, Sunday, mm. really gets me in the fall, and I just think about, like, uh, I think about, like, dancing with someone in the rain to that oh. song, or, like, kissing someone and, like, dancing and whatever. Um, but, yeah, any song like that, you know, like, that has, like, that mm. 90s feel to it. Mm. I agree. Yeah. That's a good answer. I was like, actually, I don't <laughs> think I have a favorite love song, but you're right. No, That's anything good, by the Cranberries, so like, good. Linger. Ugh. Oh, Linger is such a good Fuck song. me up. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good one. Why was my first thought love song by S- Sarah Bareilles? Like, <laughs> if I can find you a love song, because it has for Sing it. Because you need one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, see. <laughs> I love it. That That's was a good my, one. But yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Ella, wanna, one more rapid fire question mm-hmm. for you. Uh, what's your dream date? First date, maybe? Ooh. Or date scenario in general. Date scenario. I love hearing about when people have dates that like it goes so well that they spend all day together. You know, like they, they originally like have a plan of maybe getting dinner or something. And then they're like... I don't want to end this date because we're just hitting it off so well. And so I guess my dream date would be um, maybe going on a picnic or something more intimate where you're just kind of chatting the whole time. Like going hikes are hard because I feel like you're like panning and sweating and like (laughs) trying to like look good. while also like really wearing yourself out. Um, So I feel like, yeah, going on like a picnic or something. Um, maybe making them dinner and then like, like maybe like sitting at the beach or like watching sunset or like something nice like that. But you spend all day together doing something really spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a solid answer. I like that. That's I good. really like that. I know. I agree with you with the like spending the whole day together when you yeah. thought you were only going to spend like an hour or mm-hmm. two together. I think that ends up being like super sweet and yeah. super intimate i would love something like that i yeah. agree wouldn't we all yeah, uh, yeah honestly what's the best date ideal. that the both of you have been on <laughs> um oh my god <laughs> i just uh, get my thoughts together um i would say it was one that like i least expected mm-hmm. to like it i feel like it was one where like my girlfriend and i were like like walking around um Skinner's Butte like just for fun like we were I like oh we need to get out of the house Butte. like let's just walk around and it ended up being like mm-hmm. a good sunset and we we're like oh my god we've never been to this spot before and we just kind of like chilled for a sec it, it, it sounds like super simple and like that's such a special not that's that such good a special date though no yeah I, yeah I love that like little things yeah like, it's less I think about little, the date and yeah. more just about like that like yeah. moment in your mm-hmm. your relationship and spending time with someone that's just like a genuine like good time. yeah I would mm-hmm. say something like that definitely yeah. yeah yeah how about you Carly I think mine was over the summer when I went we watched like a meteor shower <gasps> It was insane. I saw that sounds like, like a dream. So like ten shooting stars Holy and like shit. it was it was so cool. See, I would love to like. It was really cool. Something like that. Ah, uh, that was a good, good time. And camping, I would love to go camping. I know that's camping not really is, a date thing. No, but, but that's a for like going sure camping thing. with someone just like spontaneously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. 
me and Ella know each other because we're roommates. We are roommates. We are roommates, roommates. and friends. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I always refer to you as my roommate, but I'm like, but she's also my very close bestie friend, Carly. <laughs> um, it's not just my roommate. So. I know. Sometimes I call my friends. I always call my friends. My friends I, I like, should I elaborate? Like, because we're, we're more than roommates. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are more than roommates. Um, so that's why we're having Ella on today. And I think she has some amazing insights. Thank Ella's you. a very well-spoken gal. So. Yes, I could tell from the first time I met her, which was That's a couple so nice. weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, definitely. Thanks, guys. Very good guest to have. Mm-hmm. Okay, starting off with the questions. Um, how did you come into your sexuality and what was the journey and process of that self-discovery like for you? Mm-hmm. I definitely... This has been like kind of something that I guess I still am kind of discovering my own sexuality and sexuality is very fluid. Um, I would say that more so in college, but I did experiment a little in high school. I had a friend um, in my friend group, actually, who the two of us went on a date senior year. And that was kind of the first time I like really spent time with a girl like that. And I was interested in her and I knew that she was kind of in the same boat where she was just like, um, like figuring out her own sexuality. And then also I had other friends of mine who we've kind of like, I guess, experimented a little and talked about like our own sexualities and they're also, um, bisexual as well so that was like a very open space to talk about it because I had never really thought about yeah how I felt about women and so it was high school but I felt a lot more comfortable um coming into my sexuality in college and especially at Oregon I would say how was that like how how exactly did you kind of explore once you got to like U of O like how did you get more into that I guess I kind of started more openly talking about it um my town it's interesting because like coming from Connecticut like the town I was in was very accepting but also in the same realm it's like hard even when people are accepting and I knew a lot of like gay women specifically um I just felt like I didn't really have a full sense of self and so starting to have those open conversations about sexuality while I was here and I remember a specific time freshman year where I was in one of my friend's dorms and one of their friends was talking about being bisexual and I was like yeah I like I think I am I'm I'm like interested and open to um, having relationships with women and so that was like the first time where I had a space where I was really being honest with kind of how I was feeling Mm -hmm. and wanting to experiment with that so Mm -hmm. yeah um how has being bisexual influenced your personal experiences and interactions I it's it's honestly it's it's changed a lot since freshman year to now junior year um I will say that my relationships between both men and women has sort of shaped Um, the expectations I have for dating and um, I it's it's given me the space to um, see how dating men and women is very drastically different Um, but I think I've 
figured out sort of like my boundaries and the type of respect that I want from dating women, which is very interesting because um, I have found in like my female um, either like casual, like if I'm if I'm casually seeing someone or in like a more serious sense, um, I find that like women with women, they've been more open to having like dates that maybe they don't go anywhere, but um, I get to know someone better. And so like I have the same expectations for like my male relationships now um, and also like what I want out of dating. And so being bisexual has kind of helped me see the different sphere between dating men and women and what I want out of dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In what ways have you kind of like engaged in that? Like how have you explored what you want from women and men? Like mm-hmm. are you on dating apps? Are you going on dates? Yeah. Okay. So I am on dating apps. I do. Honestly, on the dating apps, I have matched with more men than women. Um, And I think like I am more used to having like a longer conversation with women um, versus like men. It's like I kind of have expected less because it feels in the past it's been hard to like vocalize what I want without feeling like I'm asking for too much Mm. but by dating women um women who are like very I'd say they've just been more open and like uh, more honest communicators with like the women that I've been with obviously this is very like objective to me um but I just have that's why I've just been like more comfortable shifting that way and like having more honest communication with women and sometimes with men I honestly get a little bit more nervous and hesitant and there's just been more like casual times with men and I haven't really gone on any dates with men because it seems like they don't really want that and Mm -hmm. so that's been really interesting to navigate because after going on dates with women and really enjoying that like I want the same experience when I'm dating men and so I don't really want to accept less than that Um, but I have been on dating apps and it's been interesting and I've been trying to like get dates out of that instead of just like casual like hookups and things. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. (laughs) I feel like literally based off what you said it's interesting that you said that you've like matched with more men even though it sounds like you feel not necessarily more comfortable but like more accepting in your feelings with women Mm -hmm. I don't know that's so interesting Mm -hmm. I really liked the answer you gave there yeah Yeah. we also we talked about this earlier a little bit where like (laughs) men are so weird and that like they're so scared to lead girls on mm-hmm. and so they're like hesitant to take them on like proper dates yeah they're yeah they I, like they want to initiate something casual mm-hmm. to avoid leading someone on which is just such a weird i know because I, I think it's like yeah that's something that i've always had trouble with and like even i think my freshman year i remember like having um casual situations with men where I wanted to like go on a date or something with them and it felt I almost felt like so embarrassed to just even ask for that because they were like they were just like so shocked that I wanted something like like just asking for something that I don't think is too much to like want to get to know someone more and I think for some men that can be scary because like I get like you don't want to lead someone on but also it's hard with ca- like just casual sex is that there is that disconnect is that you don't really know someone that well and like even if I go on like 
say like one or two dates with a girl and it doesn't lead to more serious relationship at least I have like a little bit more of an understanding of like who they are as a person and I feel more comfortable when it comes to like a casual hookup and so I think guys very much sometimes shy away from that so it's very interesting have you experienced any discrimination on behalf of your sexuality and if so like how is that something you handle um it's interesting because I feel like I have more so with males and sometimes male friends um, to the extent of like as soon as I tell someone I, I'm very in my head more so if I tell a, a guy that I'm bisexual versus a girl like I feel like it's very much like okay yeah like and and um, I in high school, at least, I felt that it was more so like kind of fetishized by some men and that really rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, oh, yeah, you're you're into guys and girls. And it's like, well, I don't really want my sexuality to be how just like you view me as a as like my person. Um, like it's a part of me and it's a part of me that I'm proud of. But I don't really want that to shift like how you view me. Um, and so yeah sometimes with men I've been more like shy about sharing that um and like some guys like I just don't really feel comfortable with like a guy being like "Ooh, what do you think of this girl like are you interested in her and this and that because to me it feels more like they like they get more enjoyment out of hearing that um in a way that's not as like like I guess like genuine Mm -hmm. and it just feels sort of uncomfortable so I've just found that if I share my sexuality with men and specifically if it has to do with either being lesbian bisexual honestly anything on the LGBTQIA spectrum um, I think it's sort of I found a lot of shock at least in my um, in my interactions they've been like oh really like Uh, I remember having a conversation with one of my guy friends and this is when I first became friends with them and they were like who did you like what guy did you previously date and like it doesn't bother me that I I mean it's just like I I guess at this point like I kind of expect that um people just like assume I'm straight or or something like I don't know that people just make assumptions about sexuality and that's something that happens like throughout your life and and college specifically is when people say like there's so many different things I've gotten but um I was like no I I previously dated a woman and then like immediately after that I felt that sort of there was this shift in like the way I was being perceived and I will say that um like the perception men have of of women who are like yeah just like on the spectrum of being gay it's it's very interesting to see versus like my female friends I feel like don't even bat an eye they're like okay yeah that's great that's awesome that like you're sharing your sexuality and like to men it's like such a shock and like sometimes I feel like they treat you differently in some senses and that's what really bothers me because it, it it's a part of me but it shouldn't be how you just like see me as an overall human being you know yeah I feel like whenever I've ex- or expressed my sexuality to men, it's always been like, they think it's a reflection on them when it has nothing to do with mm, them at all. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, like they get really uncomfortable and 
you know, you can tell immediately, like, yeah. something switched. And you're like, bro, it has nothing to do with you. Literally. Like, it's just my sexuality. Like, yeah. Like, we're chilling. You know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be a big deal at all. It's weird. Yeah. It's almost like they, like, take offense to it because they're like, oh, shit. Like, they don't like me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do I get along with this girl now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like just literally keep doing what you're doing yeah. Like, yeah. You're exactly yeah exactly. that's super interesting yeah i'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. i have definitely seen that at least in my experience yeah so um can you talk a little bit more about your first relationship with a woman yeah how I, did that kickstart i definitely can um it kickstarted freshman year um at the very end spring term it kickstarted in a very weird way i'm gonna be honest um so it's I met my previous um partner at a house show um and I was at like this apartment or something and I was like talking to her and we kind of hit it off and I made the first move and I kissed her and that was really fun it was good um and then we ended up like having dinner the following week and that was all good but then shortly after I felt that things kind of switched and it all became sort of like fast paced of like um like expectations for like getting into a relationship and like um like immediately just seeing each other like literally as soon as we had gone on that date it was like okay we're exclusive which is kind of quick and um i was very surprised by that just because i had previously um most of freshman year just been like doing casual hookups but i was i was at that point i was like over it but i also didn't know what i wanted so this was the first like moment of like oh someone's interested in me in the sense of like they want a date Mm -hmm. so that was kind of how it got kickstarted um but it was very sudden i would say Mm -hmm. yeah because you guys met spring term right yeah like end of april i think and you started dating right then literally like so we started dating i want to say like a few weeks after like before school ended so if this was like the last week of april there was like less than a month in between when we started dating Mm -hmm. yeah um which was which was quick and Uh, so you both went home for summer break mm -hmm. living in different places yes the planet on the map literally so far what was that like it was really hard Um, and what I will say is like, I, up to that point, um, I'd only ever really done like casual hooking up. Um, and I did want something more serious, but I think looking for the right kind of serious relationship and maybe waiting for the right thing was not something, um, necessarily not that it wasn't on my mind, but maybe that I didn't know how to look for it. Um, and so, I was in this relationship and I was a little bit, actually I was a lot bit hesitant about um, long distance and that was really hard because I worked at camp during that time and so I couldn't like frequently talk, but that became a little bit of a conflict obviously because I like, you know, like time change and then also I'm spending my entire day um, at this like camp in the middle of the woods, like there's no Wi-Fi and like we had just started dating. So it's like, you don't you don't know someone well enough to really understand your communication styles and that became very apparent as we were doing long distance. Um, so that was that was very difficult. 
Was this your, this was your first relationship yeah. with a woman? First relationship with a woman, first relationship ever. Okay. Um, yeah, so there was, there was honestly a lot of things at play mm-hmm. with that, with just like being, yeah, being in a relationship with a woman and still trying to figure out my sexuality because this is freshman year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, I still am. So um, it's just, it, yeah, it was, it was a lot at once. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have uh, fond memories from the earlier stage of your relationship at all? Yeah, I will say that, like, the beginning was really fun. Um, it, it's just nice in a relationship to feel like someone at least in the beginning of the relationship like I felt like seen and someone like just really enjoyed my presence and like everything that like who I was as a person was really appreciated and loved and I I I will say like with that fondness comes the side of like I was I think in a way looking for validation from someone else and from a partner and maybe not in in the right way of like I should have been appreciating myself but I was taking a lot from like what my partner was telling me um but I was very fond of that and I will say dating is fun and having someone who you can do so many things with was fun like we went on a bunch of dates and there was like just like having someone to talk to day to day and all those little things of just having someone in your life who you can share everything with is something that I really like about dating so Mm-hmm. those were probably the biggest moments I think that's such an interesting point is like being with someone fills this like void of like loneliness and mm-hmm. so you get really wrapped up in it and obsessed with that like feeling of being wanted and like desired yeah. and yeah I appreciate you mentioning that because yeah. it's so real <laughs> yeah and relatable as fuck mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um when did you begin to kind of notice the fallout of this relationship? And can you describe maybe some of the red flags that acted as like telltale signs that it was something that needed to end? Yeah, um, I would say the beginning of it was honestly like the start of going long distance. I would never recommend to someone at the very beginning of a relationship to be long distance because I do think it's valuable to be close to someone at least long enough that you like really gain an understanding of who they are as a person um, because long distance does really show a lot of things about someone when they're far away from you. Um, and so that was really hard because it was so easy, you know, when we were together, but then um, when we were farther apart, it was just like shit kind of hit the fan and there was a lot of arguments and things um so that was the beginning but then it got better there was like little ups and downs there and then it got better but as soon as I came back to school my sophomore year um I just felt like very lonely and there were certain things that um I didn't like about the relationship and I felt very isolated um and so I think things kind of got worse when we were together again and it just didn't feel the same and it didn't feel as fun. Um, it just, yeah, it felt a lot harder than a relationship should feel um, as soon as I was back. And so I stayed in the relationship for a few months from like September until end of December. And then I was kind of just like, this this isn't maybe the person that I want to spend um, a long amount of time with. So, Did you guys like 
visit each other at all during the summer or were was it like June, July, August like Oh not- my gosh, Sydney. That thank you for reminding me because yes, we did. Okay. Um but that actually not that I yeah, that just that yeah, we did. Um that okay, so we did she visited me. Um and what I will say along the lines with being bisexual and the connection to that conversation is in this relationship, I forcibly felt like I had to come out to my parents. And that was really hard. Um, but I also understand when you were dating someone, you know, like if I was in a heterosexual relationship, I wouldn't have to do that. And so I don't blame the frustration of like, I want my partner to um, be comfortable with their parents. But also that's a whole different conversation. It's not, it really isn't the same in the sense of like some parents are more accepting than others. And I will say that my parents did have a lot of trouble with it. And I think my previous partner did not think about that um to the extent that maybe she should have um because it was really hard and it did linger after my relationship that I did share that part of my life and I do I think for the next relationship I'm in hold my family and my friends from home is like really valuable and I want to share that with someone that I see a long-term relationship with instead of feeling sort of rushed in that experience um And so she did come visit me, but um, it was really hard because my family was just like finding this out and I really wasn't ready to share it, but I felt sort of obligated to and I felt very guilty about not uh, being uncomfortable with that experience. Um, And so, yeah, that it, I mean, it taught me a lot, but it wasn't something that I felt very fondly of. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's super interesting. I feel like those situations, like, you have to be ready yourself to be able to tell your parents. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I I definitely didn't feel, like, forced, but I felt, like, it's still a big deal, like, no yeah. matter what. Um, along the note of while my partner came to visit me um, over the summertime is that my parents referred to her as my friend. Um, and so that's just another element to why it was pretty difficult for me to have her there. Um, and it, it, it was like, I wish that that could have been an enjoyable moment. But I think when, at least in my situation, when I had a partner that had certain expectations for how I should feel about my sexuality and my expression with my parents was just not something I could fulfill. And so I felt a lot of guilt around trying to please everyone in the room except myself um and so having you know having your parents say your friend when you're dating someone is pretty frustrating of an experience to begin with um but yeah grappling with with that and then also trying to like please her without like like feeling the disappointment that Mm -hmm. she felt too was just like it was just so hard and it was a lot of things I wasn't ready to deal with all at once yeah so yeah it almost felt like it was like your fault that your parents weren't accepting I feel like yeah maybe we've all been there in some way where like you just like wish your parents didn't think a certain way about something and that like Mm -hmm. you could change that and you're so like it's weird how connected we are to our parents because you can think so differently from some from them but you're still just so like intertwined and connected and people like make assumptions about you based on your mm-hmm. parents actions and words and yeah yeah yeah, Ugh, I, yeah that's frustrating mm-hmm. yeah I feel like 
you know, like you're not only confused about your sexuality or not confused, but like still exploring Mm -hmm. it. And then to like finally be in like a romantic relationship with a woman and then have your parents say that she's your friend. Like you don't kiss your friends. You don't do romantic (laughs) relationships with your friends. Like that sounds like inappropriate, honestly. (laughs) Your friends like, would you do this with your friend? Yeah, are you just, sorry, but are you having like sexual relationships with just like (laughs) your 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 good old friends? friends? Yeah, like I would hope not, you know? Yeah, Yeah. I would hope that'd be a different conversation. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, just to like add that on top of it too and then have your partner as well be like, what the fuck like Mm -hmm. and get upset at you for like something like that is really like that's not your fault so beyond your control yeah 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 exactly um were there any like particular moments following this like maybe after Mm -hmm. summer ended and you were hanging out again that like really just like shouted at you and you were like i need to remove myself from this situation like yeah are you willing to talk about those a little bit yes i definitely can um there was there was a good amount of moments um i think the biggest thing for me that like kind of alarms me in a partner is if they're not willing to um make your life part of their life um and i definitely felt that she was not doing that she didn't seem to have any care for like who my friends were and had a lot of opinions about them without getting to know them and that kind of really frustrated me because I felt like you know I'm trying to please my partner and understand where she's coming from but also like advocate for the the fact that like these are my friends that I was friends with before I started dating you Um, and it's just sort of frustrating that like you're so vocal about disliking them without like I'm doing everything on your terms and um, you know like honestly when I was thinking about the the podcast I was thinking how many events and things I went to support her but there was no like support for me and my life and like wanting to come to things for me Um, and like always feeling bad if I like I would try to make everything and I would try to do everything for her but it was like there was sort of a a blame if I didn't do it in the way that she wished like if maybe I didn't interact with people in the way um and so there yeah there was a lot of things that just like um I felt very isolated and I honestly felt really lonely and at this point um I was getting a lot of anxiety when we were together again because I just felt like I couldn't do anything right and you shouldn't feel like that in a relationship but when someone convinces you that um you know they've had experience and and they know more about relationships because they've been in a lot it makes you think like wow well maybe like this is how a relationship should be there's just a lot of like back and forth in my mind of like what a proper relationship should look like um and so that was one of the biggest things and I remember like um just also there was a this was one of the things was like I didn't like comments about um like the first time we met she was like I just thought you were straight because like you look very like you look very straight and that really like rubbed me the wrong way because now I even now like I still think about like how my sexuality is presented in clothing um and how like people perceive me based on what I wear um and how I dress and like um 
you know, also wanting to share with her that I'd predominantly been with male partners before became sort of like a something I should feel bad for because now I'm in this relationship with a female and that's like um, sort of upsetting for her to hear. But I'm like, but that's like the only experience that I've had previously. And that's what I've like, you know, and so it kind of got turned around against me. And so there were things like that where I was like, I don't think that a partner should make you feel this way about these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely want to touch on like expressing your sexuality through clothing. I feel like I still honestly like sometimes I have a hard time with that. I feel like when you start dating a woman, you're like, oh my gosh, do I need to be like presented a certain way? Mm-hmm. Or like, do I need to look more gay than I did before when I wasn't dating a woman? Or like, do I need to have more piercings? Should I get a tattoo? Like you're thinking about all these <laughs> things. And you're like, holy shit. Like, no, like just be you and it'll come naturally. But, and that's part of like, like finding your sexuality even more, you know, like mm-hmm. that just progresses as well. And maybe, yeah, like changing your style you know, isn't the worst thing in the world. They're getting a tattoo because of it isn't the worst thing. Mm -hmm. But I have definitely felt that and I do understand that because I still deal with that today. So yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. It is interesting to see like, I think specifically, at least in having like a a relationship with another woman was just like all these like you know the stereotypes of like what a gay person might look like but then also that being like reinforced in the relationship of like maybe you should get a tattoo and maybe you should get like all these things that I'm like but like you want to move away from those because a someone who identifies as gay in any aspect like shouldn't have to fulfill a stereotype but it was almost like like you because you don't look this way like why would you seem like gay at all you Mm -hmm. know like it was just it was very interesting to see um yeah how that like how that like influenced the relationship and like how she viewed me but how did all of this affect your mental and emotional well-being (laughs) (laughs) um it sadly I hate to say it it affected me a lot and it affected me a lot like post the relationship because I felt that like sophomore year I was actually like really detached from my friends and like wanting to go out and a lot of that had to do with like my living situation because I lived with one of her friends and it was just hard like hearing other people's opinions about this relationship and I was really angry and I and I feel that I'm not usually an angry person and so there were so many different emotions that I was experiencing that I hadn't previously um and that was really hard to deal with because it's like how do you move on when um like you're very much over someone but they still linger and like I felt that there was a sense of control over like my emotions and my well-being and like it really does affect you how a partner talks to you and you know like the things that they say really affected me and and still do now in some sense but I feel like I've had a lot I've been a lot happier the farther that I've been away from that relationship um but I just felt a lot of shame and guilt and um, I, I sort of like kind of lost a sense of self and like what I what I wanted from a relationship and it's just kind of a bummer that that's the way it turned out because it, it did start off good like it wasn't like the entire relationship was bad but um, I know the things that I value now um, very strongly for whatever my next relationship is to come but um yeah it put me in like kind of a like depressive state for a while where 
um, I was just frustrated why all, all of this was still upsetting me and I couldn't necessarily get out how I felt. But I found different outlets and I did end up being able to like connect back with my friends and um, yeah, it just took a little bit to kind of work through those feelings. So, mm-hmm. What were some of those outlets for you? Like how did you kind of work through that low point? I guess. Um, There was like a lot of like highs and lows. Um, Like there were some days that were just really, really bad because I just thought of certain things in that relationship that upset me. But I will say that joining a club on campus and finding a community of people that really like I think I with with the topic of losing a sense of self um I found people that really like saw me in a way that I didn't see myself at the time and that kind of helped me regain um just like an understanding of who I am and if I, I I thought to myself like if all these people really do see me as this you know like positive light then I should be seeing myself as that way and like just like certain things that my friends would say to me and people that um, I connected with over the club that I joined after this relationship really helped me find a solid group. Um, and then I will say just like you, Carly, and Aww. shout out to Quinn and Sophia, but just like other friends that um, really just the way they treated me is how I would want a partner to treat me. And I think that really helped ground me in the sense of um there are good people around you and you don't need to have a romantic relationship to see how you should be treated and the love that you deserve um and so having friends that really care about you and really support you as a person and really see you as a um as like the person you want to be and maybe not even the person that you see yourself as but like your friends are the ones who kind of ground you um so that helped me the most it really did Friendships really are everything. They they should come before anything else. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> cute I love that. Um, can you share your experience of ending the relationship? What factors led to your decision? And I know you kind of mentioned some of them previously. Yeah. But. Um, I think one of them is it, it took me a little bit to kind of advocate for myself. Um, and what I will say is if you're in a relationship where you feel like sort of a passive communicator, um, which is, which is how I felt. And I still kind of struggle with that sometimes. Um, it's just like feeling your gut instincts and going with it. And that's kind of what led to the end of this relationship is I kind of kept being like, everything's good to people around me because I was so paranoid about I was literally so paranoid about her knowing how I truly felt at like the end and um I just like really had to be honest with myself and I think going home um because I I did this over break and I like wanted to wait until I got back but it just like got to a certain point where this relationship was just like really really dry like mentally um affecting me in a lot of ways and causing me a lot of anxiety um but like having friends that I talk to um and slowly like sharing with people how I felt really helped me gain an understanding and I think 
it's important to share with your friends um, and just like family, anyone close around you, like even if it's little things that your partner does, but um, like, cause like you know yourself better than anyone else and you're the one in the relationship. And so other people can have their inputs, but obviously like you know yourself. And so that's kind of what I had to do was really reflect on, is this someone that I see um, me being with long-term? I also like really, really do value how my partner treats other people. Um, and so being far removed, I was, I was very upset with just like, putting up with I, I I was honestly like very just upset about like putting up with someone who wasn't treating my friends well either um and I just simply I like I'll die on that grave of like I I wouldn't want to be with anyone who just has n not positive things to say about people I love so the those were the biggest things um and yeah I just had to stick up for myself which was really scary but I had a lot of love and support at home when I was doing it and there was a lot of encouragement for me just like vocalizing those feelings so that's mm. what led to it yeah I feel like it's important to surround yourself with people in a, when you're in a very like vulnerable place like mm -hmm. breaking up with someone for example like yeah. the fact that you had family around you is super important mm -hmm. yeah. yeah how did you end it was it because you said you were home for a break mm -hmm. did you call her did you text her what was the reaction like how did that go yeah so I was home and the this was like um yeah it was like maybe like a week or two into break it was like right before Christmas um but we I I as I was going home, I remember like she had dropped me off to the bus station and I remember like sitting on the bus and I was like getting very emotional because I was like, this is just not what I want anymore. And I felt like frustrated because I knew that before I left, but I like really, really knew it in my heart when um, I was leaving. And so that was really hard to like still communicate with her while feeling those because I feel like as soon as you know that you want to break up with someone it's really hard to just like see it as anything else like that's the light you see that person in like I mean I would say with like obviously this is coming from someone who had kind of a difficult relationship I think if you're having a healthy relationship and you want things to end it can be like you're still able to have a conversation with someone in an amical and like loving way but in a different loving way um and this and in this sense I was just like very much over it um and I was over being treated um just as like I just felt like such a there was a lot of control and I and I just didn't think as being very authentic to myself and someone wasn't treating me as like the full human being that like I can take care of myself and like I am I don't know so at that point just like the way I was being treated um yeah I was I was just done and so we had a phone call I think she could very obviously tell that like I was being very distant mm -hmm. and I felt guilty about that but I just felt like I just couldn't like put on a character and try to like continue to conversate in the way that we had previously and so we had this kind of blow up phone call actually while I was at dinner with one of my friends where she, she was just like very angry like yelling at me on the phone and I was just really sick of it I was just like okay cool like I just don't want to be talked to like this and so then um I think it was like the next day I 
chatted with my friends and I was like, we're going to have a FaceTime today. And I think I just need to end it. Like, I personally don't like to have a breakup on a phone call because I feel like, you know, like you should talk in person. And we did um, as soon as I was back. But it was more so it was it was not really a conversation. It was quite awkward, to be honest. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I FaceTime her and I go, listen, like I, I remember at the end being like, you seem to think of me as like someone that I'm not and I don't like that you've like created some image of me that's not like really me like you want me to be this person and I just don't think any partner should make you feel like you have to fulfill all these boxes and like try to be someone that you're not and um, please them and so that's like if that's what you're looking for in a relationship then like someone else is meant for you but this is just not for me anymore um so it ended like that and then yeah we talked once um and I would say just like the whole relationship didn't end in the best way but I just don't I I'm okay that like we never talked after because um I very strongly feel that I just wasn't treated the way I should be and so there isn't a reason for me to talk to someone who isn't treating me the way I'm meant to yeah that's hella powerful (laughs) good for you yes guys I love that you (laughs) realized this kind of like coming out of it that's yeah yeah like valuable yeah um were you at any point in love I know that's kind of mm-hmm. weird to backtrack from up <laughs> to in love, but were you at any point in love how did this make it more challenging to let go and yeah. move forward um honestly I think like throughout the relationship I knew it wasn't love but I was trying to convince myself it was and so um I, yeah, I don't, I was never in love, um, but I definitely, there were times where I was like, I, I really, really, I, I liked her a lot, but I, it just, to me, that isn't, the, the relationship was not what love should feel like, and so it never really felt true, but what I will say, um, on a positive note, is that I've gotten a lot of, like, real and authentic love from other people in my life, and that coming out of this relationship it's like wow these friendships and these like people in my life that I hold so dear to me like their love meant so much more to me than that like that entirety of uh of a romantic relationship that wasn't um how it should be so Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's super important too I feel like everyone's talking about love like in a romantic way but love as like a friendship or as like regular people in general is so powerful too yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it is very special you put it well yeah (laughs) um (laughs) um how did you kind of cope and navigate the aftermath of this breakup Mm -hmm. what was that like for you um it it was I think it was the hardest in the sense of like how do I move forward with dating and how do I move forward with like like trusting someone else in in a relationship because I definitely felt like after the relationship that I was so like I believed that everything was my fault and I believed that I was someone who was hard to love or like someone who you know maybe isn't like couldn't see themselves in a relationship because that relationship was so difficult and it didn't seem like I knew how to do it right but I a relationship isn't meant to be like a linear thing and every relationship looks different and so coming out of that like way farther now I'm like 
it, it doesn't it, there shouldn't be like certain boxes that you need to fulfill that means that you deserve love and that you're the right person to date because of these things because your most authentic self will be enough for someone um and so that's kind of how i've coped in the long run i would say in the short term i was very hard on myself um because i it was just very i was just very disappointed um and yeah it was it was a struggle um and i i think even now like i don't even know how much of it as i see it as a relationship but more of as a lesson than anything else um and so now i'm it, it took me a while and i i didn't like rush i i did like one like i i like very briefly like kind of casually saw someone but i was like this just doesn't feel right so i'm not gonna push it um and then i gave myself i've given myself like a lot of a grace period of just like getting to know myself more and valuing um just like the people around me that's helped me kind of figure out honestly more about like what i would want from a relationship and so that sort of helped me cope it's just time um and then just figuring out more about myself so mm -hmm. yeah how did you like develop such a positive outlook like <laughs> did you go to therapy like how did you come to terms with all of this because I feel like you've just like you're 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 what you have to say about this situation is just so like wise and like refreshing <laughs> and like truly truly you have such a positive outlook on it oh thank you <laughs> thanks guys um I so I was in therapy like during the relationship but I didn't feel comfortable enough to share about that relationship mm -hmm. because it, again it was like back to the like paranoia of like if I really speak this into existence then like I like this is the truth that I'm feeling but I'm not like ready to express it yet and so I just like was super like anxious about like her n knowing this and so like I would always say and I would say this to friends too I feel like Carly you know that like I would just give the like it's been good it's like everything's going good but like um yeah I would say I have a positive outlook again going back to just like my support system is that my living situation last year was really difficult um and now that I live with Carly and Quinn and Sophia like I do feel so much love and I do that's that's what makes me so happy and like it really does put a positive outlook and I will say like um like honestly all like my male and female friendships of like people that I'm friends with now are just so good and they're they're really good people and so <laughs> I just I just feel like that gives me such a positive outlook for like what a relationship can be because if you have such amazing friends mm -hmm. like imagine how much more special that can be when it's a relationship with someone who is like that good friend that you have mm -hmm. so that's that's the positivity that I bring yeah Aww, I love that <laughs> so very cute <laughs> do either of you have any ending thoughts because i feel like i was talking the whole time no that's it's your time to shine yeah it's your gold star moment mm -hmm. okay. um i don't know i'm just i i'm just i'm so like inspired and just like 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 genuinely moved by like the way you've navigated that relationship and come out the other side of it because it just sounds like so hard and uh intense and i yeah I just think you're like I said earlier your outlook is just like so informative like you genuinely took away something very positive from it and yeah I just I, I love hearing that and I hope 
that resonates with people who are listening. Yeah, I hope so too. Thank you, Carly. Yeah, I feel like you had a lot of shit thrown at you <laughs> from like multiple ends of the spectrum, like not only with your relationship, but like through family too. Mm-hmm. And like through yourself too, like exploring mm-hmm. your sexuality. Like that's triple trouble right there. Like, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so I am very empathetic towards it. Thanks, Sydney. Yes. Yeah. I think it's also nice to have like the perspective of you also being gay, you know, like you you know that it's it's hard it really is like especially like the family aspect of it which I know you've touched on like previously in like other podcasts but um yeah it is it is really it's really tricky to navigate that but I will say that um for anyone who is experiencing something like that you're really brave like anyone who is just like coming into their sexuality regardless of what that sexuality is like you're super brave and it's inspiring to see people who just figure out your sense of self like it just it takes time and it's ever flowing but it is really cool yeah Yeah, brave is such a good word such a good adjective i love (laughs) that word that's an adjective right um courageous yeah i think so okay we should know yeah we are journalism students (laughs) um in that case what advice or or warning signs um might you want to share with others who may be in or potentially entering an unhealthy relationship Mm -hmm. um i would say that if you're thinking about getting into relationship um the biggest thing i wish i told myself is to wait for the right person um and also just to wait till you're ready because being in a relationship something that always sounds nice um just to have someone there but getting to know someone really well is going to help in the long run of like understanding what your values are and if you share the same things um and so that i would say is the most important thing when you're thinking about getting into relationship if you are in a relationship um it's really important to see how your partner interacts with the people around you Um, And also just like, do they uplift you? And are they supportive of the things that you participate in? Are they excited for you? Um, It should always be someone who wants to hear you and understand you instead of trying to like outshine you in some way. Um, Because being in a relationship shouldn't feel like a competition. And if it ever does, then that's something I would look out for. and also just communication if you're someone who maybe is a little bit more um, shy with communication like I have been previously you should have a partner that's understanding and maybe doesn't try to use that no one should ever try to use that against you but um, is very mindful of that and doesn't make you feel bad for your communication styles being different you want to have compromises in a relationship and you want it to always feel easy sometimes there's like difficult patches in every relationship but overall it should feel easy and the person you're with um loving should feel easy i feel like isn't that a song or something but i think it is yeah (laughs) loving is easy and it should it should feel that way it should feel um like overall like you have someone that's on your team always um and so yeah just really be mindful of how they interact with the space around you because the people around you before this relationship know you the best and so trust yourself trust your gut and trust those people that love you and yeah damn that was bitten bars 
<laughs> I love that. Honestly, that was better than Carly and I's first episode. I think so too. Literally, I am just loving said, this. Yeah, yeah, what she just said was like everything that we should have said in the first episode. <laughs> no, you guys said such amazing things in the first <laughs> Thank episode. You, you like give me, me hope for dating. What we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have people like you, Ella. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best hosts. <laughs> Thank you. You guys make a great space to just talk. So I love it. Good. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing and telling your story. I loved it. I think you're so well-spoken and got good things to say. Thank you for giving me the space. And also, you both are so supportive and so lovely to chat with always. Um, and I love it and love you guys. And yeah. Mm, love you. <laughs> love you too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to these lovely ladies in Behind Closed Doors podcast found on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and you should follow Sydney and Carly on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, BCD. Wait, what's our username? Oh, yeah, we made an Instagram. Share the, yeah. Yeah, what's the? It is bcd pod underscore on insta give it a follow and dm us yeah if you have any ideas or questions yeah shoot or us a dm criticisms we accept all forms of feedback mm -hmm. and we might talk shit about it who knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah behind closed doors <laughs> all right peace out guys thanks yeah. for listening thanks for tuning in bye bye